Hello there, this is Sam from Hainet and I'm your host today with podcast number four with a series of podcasts that Hainet has launched recently working together with Rhea Freeman. Rhea and I have just wanted to give you some of our opinions and our advice and just some help with regards to blogging and marketing and social media engagement within the equestrian and countryside industry which we hope will be of help to you. I just want to say a big big thank you to Rhea with regards to the last podcast which was number three where she spoke about which social media platform should a small rural business use. Um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it head back to Hainet and check out the podcast page and there are others there as well to listen to as Rhea gives a really really clear and some helpful advice especially if you're an equestrian or rural business that is either stepping out into the social media world or has been working for some time, you really want to know which social media platform works best for your brand, product or service. Um, so yes, please have a listen. And at the end of that podcast, Rhea put her question to me about what makes a good blogger, which is very topical to me at the moment because I have just been involved with judging the Equestrian Blogger of the Year Award, which Haynet hosts. Um, and it just definitely the criteria that we looked at when judging that award. I think then I can transfer to this podcast today of actually what makes a good blogger. I was very lucky to have Ashley Rossiter uh, from Mirror Me PR who works with me on the awards and is the sponsor of the, the award and joint judges. And she's very experienced in this area of work. So it was very good to actually work together looking at all the blog writing that is out there. And we had a huge amount of blogs to look at. I'm talking about about 150 where we had to decide who was better than the other person. And that's why we put some criteria in um, that we felt we had to sort of stick to to actually find the, you know, particularly on this occasion, equestrian blog writers that were worthy to be made a finalist and actually then even a winner. So I think to actually speak about what we felt was what was needed to be an award-winning blog writing in, in this industry, I think these this, this criteria actually makes a good blogger. And I'm now going to sort of explain what we felt we were looking for and why. And hopefully that will then, I think you put all this together, actually does make a very good blog you know, writer. And that's hopefully answering the question that Rhea put to me. So the first, I think the most important aspect that we were looking at is that an equestrian blog or rural blog needs to have, it needs to be well written with rounded content together with personality that connects with your readers. So I'm now going to break that down as to what actually that means. And I think there's four areas in actually what makes a good rounded blogger. The first one I think is your personality needs to come through. There are many there are actually quite a few blog writers that are writing some absolute amazing content but some of them you don't actually feel you know the person behind the keyboard or is holding the pen so to speak but there are the ones that you think the personality is too much out there it's all about potentially them and not so much really with their content so it's trying to find that happy medium you need to I feel know the person behind who is actually writing uh, that blog for you to stop and engage with, um, which I will talk about engagement and that later on. So I think first of all, it's your personality and what comes through with your your blog post. Again, with regards to it, does need to be well written and 
that means obviously it's got to have not numerous spelling mistakes. It needs to be grammatically quite correct. Um, and you need to be getting your point out there clearly and precisely. Um, so another aspect of that is you need to have opinion as well. And I think so you have one area with your personality where you're writing about, you know, what you enjoy or what, you know, you could be writing about your horse or a problem with your horse, etc. The next one really is to have an opinion of what's going on in the outside world, especially within the niche of equestrian or countryside blogging. And that could be discussing um, some equestrian events that are on the horizon. We've obviously got Olympia coming up, uh, which is one of the, you know, the big events. You could be writing about horse welfare, which is a very emotive issue. And it's just making your opinion out there. I don't feel to get into hot-headed debate and arguments online about what you, your opinion is. But just to give an idea about what you feel about the outside world um, is obviously another area of content which is very good to have on your blog. Another one um, I would say is... Your, your content has to be of value to someone to, to, to be deemed to be good. And what I mean by that is if you actually, someone stops and actually reads your blog, that they have learnt something from what you're writing. Um, that can be anything from, for example, say for example your horse has got mud fever problems and you write about how you've actually got on top of that condition and how you've gone about it and how your horse is better for it. There are many other horse riders out there, I imagine, are battling you know, with mud fever. So if you can help by suggesting how to get on top of it, what products to use or how to actually maintain the condition, if that person has stopped and read that post and actually hopefully has helped them overcome the condition with their horse, your blog has added value. And that's a really, really key thing as well in, in being a good blogger, that you've actually put out some advice and help uh, to, you know, to the readers that are out there. There are also things like product reviews, which um, they're quite strong in some blog writers today where you can recommend, you know, that, that a certain product or, you know, or something that has helped you. I don't feel to have that totally based on that. There were there are bloggers that really do write purely for um, product placement. I don't say that's a bad thing, but I wouldn't, you know, it's, if it's very heavily based and that's what you want to do, that's great. But I think if it's that all the time, that's not making a variety of content. That's where we're heading with this. It's got to be good, well-written content that is of value to the reader. And that is the first sort of strong basis of what I believe is actually deemed to be a good blogger. The other one which um, I think has probably become quite um, noticeable in the last few years, especially with technology, that is what your blog looks like. Um, in the last few years, there are some really good platforms out there, which I have spoke about in podcast number two. And when I first started out blogging, there wasn't a huge amount of choice. And, and actually, when you did write your posts, there was very limited um, ways in actually getting your writing out there and make it look that exciting. You can now obviously create posts with, with images and with videos um, which makes it appealing for the for the reader to stop and actually take on board what you're saying. Um, there, are, what I'm saying also with regards to writing, if you've written a really really brilliant piece of content and it's got no imagery or the actual surroundings of that blog are quite plain, sadly in this day and age it may get left behind. So you need to think about how your blog looks, and that's something that we um, took on board as well when we were judging the awards. 
So does the blog, does it look good? Does it, is it clear? Is it easy to navigate? Because some blogs can be very, very cluttered. Is it streamlined? Did you find that you could go and navigate around the blog with ease? Did you find what you were looking for? Did the imagery stand out to you? Was it, you know, I think very pixelated, fuzzy photographs? They don't work. I mean, sadly now, you know, we, we are living in a, you know, a time of HD and, and high you know, imagery and we need to have that really stands out if you are looking at blog writing these days that the actual way the blog looks and how that post stands out to you with imagery goes a long way. So that was another factor that we were looking at. The last factor, which um, which is something that we sort of felt quite strongly about and, and I think um, we judged more this year than, than ever before, was regards to how you engage socially and how you obviously tell the audience that you've got your blog posts out there. There are some, again, that may want to write for themselves. And if you are happy with that and you don't want it really out on social media, that's brilliant. Carry on, you know, the way that makes you, uh, you know, happy. But if you really want to make, you know, make waves with your uh, blog writing and you want to move forward, you do have to engage socially and you do have to put your content out there. And we felt that actually it's how you did it as well. There was an awful lot of um, blog writers that put their blog blogging uh, posts out there that are shared or retweeted or liked and then you, you hear nothing from the actual blogger themselves so we felt that if you actually stopped if someone's taken the time to read your post and they've shared it say thank you or if you don't want to say thank you if such you know every single time engage with them and share their their platform you know their their blogging or their content that they've got there build up a relationship and I think also it's how you interact socially as well and you know the internet can be a hotbed of opinion and you know that we all can get very you know uh, you know feel very emotional about some subjects that are out there and I think you know it, it's how you engage if you're um and also your personality coming through socially as well might goes a long way and I think not getting into internet rows or or pushing opinions out there in a forceful manner that is something that you know, it does go against really what we would call good social engagement and etiquette and how you interact. But if you take time to speak to people and, you know, almost become, uh, you know, online friends, so to speak, that does go a long way with actually having your content out there. And that was something that we um, looked at. And um, and again, how you engage on the, on the social media platforms that are out there. It wasn't necessarily about numbers either. You know, you have, may have somebody that's got 10,000 followers to people that have got 180. It didn't matter to me personally how many people you had following you. If you actually engaged and you use social media platforms and you put your blog writing out there, that's good enough for me. And I think, you know, it's not, not to do with, you know, how many numbers or people that are following you. So I think if you put those three core things together, so it's how you write, what you're writing about, and how your blog looks, and then how you put that out there, those three factors, I feel, put together what makes a good blogger. And that is how we, you know, loosely judged what we were sort of looking at all the blog writing. And obviously if the criteria wasn't, if, you know, and it actually did eliminate an awful lot which made our job slightly easier, that you had to put this criteria in to actually then make a list of finalists and obviously our winner who would actually meet all that criteria 
and ticking those boxes. And I really feel that if you meet the majority of what I've just discussed, I really think that that deems to be a good blogger. You may not agree with me. You may think there's something else I perhaps may have forgotten. If so, please, please, you know, let me know on on the podcast page or on the on the comments or engage with me on socially and just let me know. I think just to sort of like um, just also have take a look that with your blogging, be original and be honest, but also keep it simple. And what I mean by that is, especially if you're if you've got a particular niche that you're writing about with regards to say for example it's dressage if you're writing quite technically about a dressage post if you really just want the sort of like top level dressage people that know all the jargon when it comes to that then that's fine but if you really want to increase it it's trying to keep your post simple still make it interesting but that's so that people can understand it and it then it brings more people in to actually engage with what you're saying so that's another factor as well I think that you just need to keep it out there Make sure that people can, you can be approachable and people can contact or engage with you without frightening them off with too much technical jargon. If you wanted to make enough, go up a level with your blog, make sure that you've got good branding. Make sure your blog has a logo. Um, that, I think, goes a long way. If you really are looking to build, at, you know, for example, why not do a newsletter where you can um, you know, engage with your audience and... and Perhaps once a month, I wouldn't do it every time that you've posted, for example, where you can be in contact with the people that read your blog. That is going up obviously several several um, steps. But those things really, if they're doing all those things, that I think is a good blogger. Thank you so much for listening. And I now need to put a question to Ria to discuss the next podcast. And I hate to mention this word, but Christmas is on the horizon. I think it's about six weeks away. Um, so I wanted to ask Ria what she felt um, about how to make a rural business stand out um, through through this run up to Christmas on obviously social media. So we're going to be bombarded with posts and adverts and competitions and everything Christmassy in the next few weeks. We have got that all coming. But what makes a business stand out and would make a potential client stop and use that particular service or buy that particular product so that's my question to Ria what she feels makes a rural business stand out during this Christmas campaign which is coming up um, shortly thank you for listening to my podcast and my rambles that I uh, do when obviously do these podcasts um, any questions or anything you have please contact me I'm, e- I'm quite easy to find at haynet which is www.hay-net.co.uk Socially, you can find me on Facebook at Haynet Blog, Twitter is at Haynet Blog, and Instagram is the same at Haynet Blog. Thank you so much, and I look forward to listening to Ria's podcast very soon.